Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm the one they call Justin. And we are thrilled to be with you here on this lovely Thursday morning, afternoon, evening. I don't know. When are you listening to it? Tell me. Right. Right Whenever now. Whenever you're listening to Shout it, it, we're out. thrilled to be with you at that point in time. Yes. We're so happy to have you here. But more importantly, we're happy to be partnered with Elephant and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash in Chicago, Illinois. A wonderful British-themed pub and brewer, not a brewery, but they've got drinks, bar, and, and they've got food they, and drinks there, and it's great. They they stock things from brewers and there, breweries. There we go. And every they sell day, those wares. Oh, those wares. Uh, every Monday through Friday, they've got a happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m., which is a just real delight. They've got mm-hmm. lovely drink specials, and they've also got uh, food specials as well. So anything off the appetizer menu that's $11 or less you get for half price, it's called a snack and share. Share it with somebody. Get out there. Be social. I'm looking at you, Ted. Yeah, Ted. Yeah, Kevin! <laughs> uh, they also have really great daily specials as Get well for drinks. Kevin! Kevin! Uh, they have great daily specials as well, starting with Mondays. They have one and done Mondays where a very specially and lovingly crafted uh, keg of beer is rolled through those doors. It's tapped and it's poured until it's gone. And every pint is just three goddamn dollars, guys. It's three dollars, not the six dollars you told me, Kevin! Yeah, Kevin. He pocketed that as a finder's fee. Kevin is pissing me off today. 100% finder's fee. <laughs> and the best part about this is every week it rotates. So it's a brand new keg of beer every week, every Monday. And it's a really good deal. You should check it out. One and done Mondays. And then on Tuesdays, it's 10 uh, up Tuesdays. 10 up Tuesdays. 10 up Tuesdays. 10 up Tuesdays. Woo! Where all 10s are 25% off. Justin, what's a 10? Well, a tin is, regardless of what Kevin says it is, it's a can of beer. How about An that? An aluminum can of beer. So all cans of beer are 25% off. So that's that's a deal. I'm looking it up. It's a deal. Google says it it's is a deal. It is a deal. That's, it's listed legally. It's a deal now. It's a deal. Uh, Wednesdays, you've got Wine Down Wednesdays, where all glasses of wine are a dollar off, and bottles are half price. So it's get your wine on. They have, uh, and I, I never remember the name of the wine, but it's one of Milos. Milos says he really, really likes it. It's a Coke. And, uh, Coke Zero is what I think it's what it's called. It, yeah, that's what it, you've, you've tried it then. Yeah, the Coke Zero wine. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so, the tannins on that really dance on the back of your tongue. What's really great is it's also sugar-free. So, you know, it's great. That's true. So, there you go. Coke Zero wine, half off on Wednesday. But they have a good they have a good red wine there that Milos really likes. So go there and ask them what wine does Milos like. <laughs> and if they know, kudos. Be like kudos to them. Mind Gap told me to come here and ask you for the wine that Milos likes, and they'll be like, oh, <laughs> oh, are you talking about the Coke Zero wine right over here? Perfect. That's right. <laughs> yes, wonderful selection. <laughs> Thursdays is locals only. Thursdays were all domestic bottles of brews are $5.50. Delicious, delicious, delicious. And then if you're on the weekends, you're like, I want to have some breakfast. Wait, I want to have some lunch. Well, good news. Elephant and Castle has brunch, and they also have $5 mimosas and $5 Bloody Marys. So get your ass over. It's 185 North Wabash, Elephant and Castle. Kick down those doors and say, Mind Gap sent me. I want some good stuff. And they'll be like, sit on down. Stop yelling, and you have to fix that door. I did not see it going that way. No one know. ever does. All right, guys. So that's that's enough about our sponsors. Let's talk about what you can do for us because this is a beneficial relationship, man. Come on over here. Come over here to the side room. All right, let's talk. Yeah. 
Just close the door. Close the door. Uh, let's have a little, let's have have a a little seat. chit-chat. Have a seat. Let's, let's give you some quality feedback. All right? All right, listen. We like you. We want to keep you around. All right? But here's what we need from you. We need you to go to wherever you're listening to this episode right now, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. anywhere where you're listening to this. We need you to go, and we need you to write a review. Let us know how you think it is. Leave some comments. Let us know because it really helps us in the long run. It helps us move up those ranks, those those very mythological and theoretical ranks. It helps us move up there. So it would mean it the world to us if you could go take some time and leave a review of whatever it is, wherever it is you're listening to this. And if you do that, you will probably get a bigger merit increase mm. come merit increase time. Come annual review time, we'll take That's that true. into consideration along with we your will. other behavior. Something else we'll take into consideration is if you share us around. If you mm-hmm. see something, if we mm-hmm. post something on our social medias and you like it, share it. Share it with a friend. Share it with your family. Be like, hey, I think this would be really cool. You like this this dumb thing that Doug said? I think you should yell at him. And you can do that by reaching out to mindgappodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Head over to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Find us over there and uh, just communicate with us. Had some fun banter back and forth with some folks like Jared, uh, with Tony. Uh, with Haig and some other really lovely people. And Bob. Sharing? Bob, more than anybody, man. Bob. Oh, that guy, Bob? Bob yeah, Ballmeyer. That guy, man. You know, there's a lot of fans out here, but I mean, Bob Ballmeyer. I mean. None more diehard than the Ballmeyer. The Ballmeyer is the man that stands above yeah. the rest. That's very, that's very true. <laughs> and guys, just so you know, sharing and communication is 30, makes up 30% of your, uh, of your review. Just so you know, it's a very heavily weighted KPI. So we it hope really that you is, will. Yeah take this conversation into consideration and we expect a lot of you because you're the best Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right so now let's talk about episode 180 of mind gap podcast uh just and i take some time to talk about some comics uh we specifically talk about some stuff that i've been reading we talk about some books uh that we want to get into like the dark tower or the necronomicon um whatever it was called neuromancer that's the one (laughs) I was going to uh, let you have that. Yep, yeah, like, yeah Neuromancer yeah. and some other stuff and how reading is important. <laughs> and then we uh, head over to a, a fan suggestion. We talk about the most recent Gillette uh, controversy over their, uh, their their most recent commercial. And then we sort of end things with a little, little football talk, talking about the upcoming uh, stuff that's going on with football, American football. Football. It's some good stuff, guys. Some good stuff. So sit down. Shut your mouth, put in your earbuds, crank it up to 11, and listen to episode 180 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. The Shadow Knows. That's ah, I was afraid you would say that. that. God, what a shitty movie that was. No, you're wrong. That movie was com. It was, the movie was gold, Doug. You, you were going to say it was comedy gold, weren't you? I was going to say yeah, it was comedy gold. That movie comedy was comedy gold. gold. It's like, no, that's not what we were aiming for. We're but aiming- that wasn't the intent of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing another remake of that. Seeing someone take another crack at it. The thing is, I think you could. I think the concept of the movie is good. Like, uh, yeah, well, concept I mean, of the character is interesting. Yeah. It was just I don't made know in much time. About him, but it was made in the time where, you know, 
comic book movies were were still in their infancy as far as how to take them seriously because it was a great content to go off of, you know. Oh yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I I don't know much about the actual the actual like uh, source material, but based off of the little that I remember from the movie, like if you took that concept and applied it to modern day, I think you could really. I think you could really. I, I I would even say you could probably make a really decent like Netflix or HBO series out of it. I'm looking at stuff like now, like you know, I told you I've been voraciously reading since my computer is not currently at my home. I can't wait till it gets here. But in the meantime, I've been going to the Downers Grove Public Library and looking through their comic section section and just like being like, cool. I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna do this and. Uh, I'm still reading uh, 100 Bolts. Right now, I just finished Volume 2. Nice. And I'm like, how has no one made this into a show yet? How has <laughs> no one made this into a show? It's it's so phenomenally written. And it's so interesting. It's so yeah. well done. I was like, God damn it. I finished it. I finished the second volume, and I just put it down. I was like, fuck. That was a good read, man. And then uh, I was rereading this volume uh, from this comic called The Autumn Lands. Um, it's a really good, uh, I read the first volume a couple years ago when a coworker of mine lent it to me and essentially it's about a world made of animals that are like animal people more or less. Okay. And, um, they use you magic and stuff. It, it, they use magic and stuff like that. And, um, you know, things are kind of getting tough. So they decide, you know, magic sort of waning in this world. And so they decide, or one group of people decides to summon, the champion of old to basically bring magic back into the world. And in doing so, their floating city, which is, you know, done by magic, crashes to the ground. And they, they summon this warrior, and it turns out to be a human. And um, and it's just, it's so, I'm like, oh my god, this is such a fun concept. I was like, I'm sure it'd be expensive, but if you can do, uh, you know, uh, Andy Circus's version of The Jungle Book, you know. Sure. With that sort of stuff, I'm like, spend some time and money doing something with this. It's a fun, you know, magical adventure. I mean, it's great. It's a, got some adult themes to it. Like, it's wonderful. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that'd be great. It'd be so much fun to do. I, I just, I, was, I read that in basically one sitting again because I want to catch the second volume at some point. But I was like, God damn, it's so exciting. It's so cool. It's so well done. It's interesting that a lot of where my head goes nowadays <clears throat> is that I, uh, I'm more inclined to when I see something that's not a uh, that's not a movie already or not not a series. Mm-hmm. I'm more inclined to go that would make an awesome Netflix series. Yeah, that would make an awesome HBO series or Prime series. I have actually started to veer away from that'd be a cool movie. Oh, of course. Like, and it's it's weird that that conceptually, I'm just like I want a longer, drawn out, more intricately built story. I think the Autumn Lands could play as a movie. I think a Hundred Bullets would be a perfect Netflix. HBO Amazon series. It's it's so episodic in its chapters yeah. that it would play out perfectly in that sort of stuff. The way that it works and it's it's a pretty complex sort of span of things of how it how everything goes. But I'm like that that's a perfect perfect uh, thing for for that sort of stuff. It, there, there there's so many they have really great almost like um, app, uh, palette cleansers like okay. l- little episodes in between like the overall arcing story. <laughs> And you're like, holy shit, that'd be like a perfect, you know, 40-minute episode of something where you're like, oh, yeah. shit, we're still in that same world, but we're seeing how something else plays out with it or how it pushes things forward. It's really fascinating. That's cool. Yeah. I would, I, I, I want to read, I want to read more 
I want to read more, period. I know uh, previously I've said that my goal was, like, I think over the summer I wanted to finish the Walking Dead compendium. Mm -hmm. Did not happen. Uh. Um, I got a little bit bit further on it, but did not happen. I don't know how I want to be able to just, like, because Haig reads books like they're going out of style. You read these, like, graphic novels like they're going out of style. For some reason, it just I'm so slow to to get through stuff like that. Uh, I don't know why that is. Uh, for me, it's it's I I do have obsession obsessive stuff in my life. Uh, as far as like when I'm when I'm hooked on something, I'm hooked on it. Um, sure, sure. But I, it has to like when it comes to reading it. Ha- I'm looking at my collection now as I stare off into it's my thing. I'm like, <laughs> look at all the things that I've purchased. But like when yeah. I get obsessed with something, like I just I voraciously go through it, and I cannot wait to go through it, and I just go 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 go. So I'll go through stints where I don't read a lot for a while, maybe even a year or two. But then when I find something, I'm in it. I'm in it to yeah. win it, man. I tear through you're just it. Gonna, you're gonna go all day. On I it. go all out on it, and uh, it, it kind of ebbs and flows. Because there's times like even when I have my computer and stuff like that, where I'm playing. Um, there's not there's not really any games that are really getting me going at the moment. So yeah. I'm like, ah, I'm good with not playing this for a while, and then I'll read for a little while, and then I'll come back to playing games. Um, but yeah, but right now, without a computer, I, I'm i like, I have to fill the time. <laughs> I must fill the time with my imagination. So it's And what? just seeing that the freaking library has all the stuff that I want to read, I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. I don't have to buy it. Just go and, and check it out and, and read through it. It's amazing. I've been I've been still trying to get through that, uh, <clears throat> that uh, Neil Gaiman book called The Graveyard Book. Oh, that's a great book, man. I I'm, I love it. It's it's a fantastically a very easy read. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's not too heavy, not too intricate, uh, but it's still taking me four fucking ever to get through, to get through this book because yeah. I'll read like a chapter, and then I'll put it down for months. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because then you get to the point where you're like, do I start over or not? Absolutely, and yeah. You're like, Ugh. and that's why for some of the stuff, like I read the Autumn Lands already, and I still had a pretty good idea of how it worked. But I was like, I should reread the first volume again. Yeah. Just to make sure. And then East of West, which I've talked about before. I mean, God, that's that's got gold written all over it if someone were able to produce that. Um, oh, yeah. I think I read either four or five volumes. I can't remember which one. I'm like, I probably need to go back and reread all those. Oh, no. I have no problem with I, that. <laughs> oh, look at all. Oh, poor me. Yeah. I love the I, first I, volume so much that I, when I had it, I reread it twice. Because wow. I was like, this is – it was such – like, it really – stopped me in my tracks as far as like content wise it was very unique to me yeah. that i'm like i want to reread this again to make sure i understand what's going on because it was it sure, was sure yeah. didn't hold your hand and it was just visually very appealing i really liked yeah. it i think uh i like for me i really want to after hearing you and Hag and a few other people talk about it i'm dying to get, jump into the dark tower series oh dude that's so but good i know that the way that i read books yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a slog to get through because those are some those, that's some reading right there. That's some of some, them, I mean, big... like the first book isn't too bad. It's it's actually one of the smaller, like as far as pages go, it's actually not too bad. The ones that get sort of hefty are basically once you start getting to like book four. Book four okay. is pretty much a, whew, book five is pretty, pretty big. Um, yeah. But at this rate, I imagine you'll finish it in the same rate that Stephen King wrote it. So, you know, <laughs> so it about a work. decade or so, you know, maybe longer, <laughs> you know, considering he started that when he was in college, you know, it only took him yeah. like 30 years. So Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you've read some of those, uh, you know, the, the, the comics, you know, I've lent those you. Those so. were, I, 
Those I went through real quick. I yeah, love those. Those are yeah. really, Do really great. they have more of those, by the way? I need to look because I've seen those at the library. I need to see how far they've gotten into the story because if they were going to tell the whole thing from start to finish in a linear fashion, then I was curious. I know they were working on it, but I didn't know how far they got. Because so. you said the where where that picked up was the gunslinger was the where book four picked up right well because doesn't book four go back in time book four is essentially a, a flashback right which is what the graphic novel started the at. comics start at at point one so in in the story right. so they start at the very very beginning and they walk you through and they take on a, a couple of side stories and things like that that Stephen King wrote over time so um, it's interesting I read. Basically, the graphic novel version of book four before I read anything because I thought that's what I was getting because Jill actually got it for me as a gift. So she bought it. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And my brother yeah. was like, no, you read it out of order. I was like, oh. <laughs> but I felt like it helped me when I was reading the book because, because I had that base. backstory. It informed a lot of the things that Roland was doing in book one. Yeah. And it actually has some callbacks to some characters that were in that story in the graphic novel where there's one point in time where uh, Roland comes across a dude who's like playing the piano or something at this tavern and he sees him and like Roland just like makes eye contact and the guy looks up and he realizes who Roland is and he about shits his pants and Roland's like you've got one chance to leave this place and he leaves and he never and like and Roland was like you don't really know what it was, but then I realized because they make reference to some things that happened in there. I'm like, oh shit, I know why Roland's about ready to murder that guy on the spot. And that guy understands why he needs to be shitting his pants and running right now. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. And so I feel like it helped inform everything else. And kind of was, it was a nice sort of start to the background and everything. Sure. So, sure. Um, not to mention that it, it, you know, the comics tell way more than book four does. Before it tells you like that story in that first volume, but then there's so much more that the comics tell you beyond that, which yeah. are really really interesting. So yeah, it's a great series, man. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it to anybody. It's weird, so know that oh, going yeah, in. Undoubtedly, yeah. It ain't. It ain't. Uh, you know, it ain't. It, it ain't, ain't, for the ain't super. I mean, the first book is relatively easy to follow. Then in book two, if you can get past the first thirty pages, then you're good to go for the rest of the you're rest of the ride. <laughs> Because it gets super weird then. Because you're like, what the fuck? Because Stephen King does such an incredible job of describing what's going on from Roland's perspective. And you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when you figure it out, you're like, holy shit, what? And then once you abs- once you can digest that, you're good for the rest of the right, books. Right. So you're like, whatever you throw at me, I'm like, if we can get over this part here, whatever, man. You tell me whatever you want. I'm good to go. Like, I'm totally good to go. Have you, uh, have you, what was that book that Wayne gave us? Was it Necromancer? Fuck. I still have that. I've been meaning, I've been meaning to crack into it and I have not yet. I've started the, I've read the first five pages probably (laughs) at least five times. Um, because I start it and then, or no, it's not Necromancer. Is it Neuromancer? I think that's what it is. I'm looking at my, I'm looking for it right now on my bookshelf. Yes, it's Neuromancer. I I remember he said it's a tough read. I remember him saying that. Yes, and 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 the the way that like he just like the author describes things, and it's just will it's really, oh, it's yeah, it's it's very uh, he paints a picture. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, but I remember like I, I read the first five pages, and I I texted when I go, what am I reading? Yeah, right. And, and he just went, that's about right. 
and then I put it down for a while, as I typically do. <laughs> and then about a, a, two months later, I picked it back up, and I tried to pick back up on like page six, and I went, nope, and I started back over again. And I had to, I, I did that a few times, and then I finally went, look, I'm going to have to figure out when I'm ready to commit to this because I can't keep going back and doing this. Maybe that's what I should do right now is commit to that story. Maybe I should do that. that. Without it, with without your uh, with a lack of computer, now is the best time to. Now would be the time that. to do that, I suppose. Yeah, I'm looking at all. I'd, the be, other stuff I'd be that very I have. curious to. I'd be very curious to see what your take is if you uh, if you pick that up. Well, I, I remember reading the synopsis of it, and it sounded absolutely fascinating. So, um, and it yeah. was kind of. Uh, I know it inspired a lot of things beyond that. So, um, I I definitely want to give it a shot. So. I'll definitely. Yeah. That's probably going to be on my my list of things. All right. To yeah. Check out. I'll 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 make an attempt to uh, start it myself again. Yeah. And see if uh, see if I can keep pace with you, and then see if we maybe we talk about it on the podcast. There we go. If uh, I look, I know full well I will put it down, and and you will finish <laughs> it, and I will not. But it's a nice thought. What I'm saying is sure. a very nice thought. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, it's funny because I almost feel like I'm ashamed to say it, but I, I just love reading comics, dude. I love comics and I love graphic novels. I love the There's artwork. Nothing to be ashamed of with that. Because some all. people are like, "What? You can't imagine it with the words." I'm like, "Yeah, but the way people draw this shit, like in that hundred bolts, man, like they, they have camera angles and it's so perfect the way they frame everything." And, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's, it's gorgeous." Like the Neil Gaiman, you know, the Sandman stuff was so beautifully mm-hmm. drawn. And yeah. the way it was captured, I, f- I feel like it's a whole nother level. I'm a very visual storyteller, so I love seeing that stuff. I love looking at those sorts of pages and seeing. The hardest part, though, is not like skipping. Like you turn the page and immediately looking ahead. Like so many times I've like, oh, that guy died. Well, let's figure out how he died. Like because I just look over. The, I have to tell myself, no, you can't right, look right, at right. it. Whereas I've actually purchased some comics online and – I, 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 the way I have it go is I click to move on to like the next panel and yep. sometimes to expand it. I, that's so much more, it's so much better because it's a lot more like cinematic and yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah. and I can't peek ahead, which I love. So you'll, you'll expand it to like the, the, the frame yes. and you'll just like frame by frame go through yeah. and like move it around. They've yeah. programmed it in there so that it will basically tell you the story as you click through. And I like that so much better. I love that. I'm like, that's. Way, way better than me. Like, especially for some of Neil Gaiman stuff. Neil, I feel like I didn't say that right. Neil Gaiman. <laughs> um, like, there's a page where it's like just a giant like vortex, and you're like, where do I even start reading? Like, you don't even know sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's like, please tell me the order in which I'm supposed to read this, so that it makes sense. That was the hardest. That was the hardest part when you lent me those Sandman books. That for me, that was the hardest part um, <clears throat> to get because I would I. I didn't grow up reading comics. Yeah. I never. I had nothing against them. I just never purchased comics. No one ever got them for me. I never yeah. bought them myself. And I had friends that did, but I just I never got into them. So I wasn't adept at reading comics. And no, like I I just thought left to right, top to bottom. That's how we're going. And there were a few cells where you had to start like in the bottom right. Yeah. Like that dialogue was first, and then it would shift. And there were some cells where like it would take up half the page, or there was like a list of like six and then the bottom mm-hmm. one. And you, you, did you read left to right or down one side, then back up to the other side? So figuring out the the way that the author and the illustrator intend you intended for you to navigate the book was a whole different, it was a whole learning curve for me. Yeah. And it was actually kind of a cool learning curve because yeah. it was it was a whole different way of, it. Would, to your point, it was very cinematic because I'm like, oh, this is, 
it, I almost use this, the 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 images to go well logically which one like cinematically mm-hmm. logically which one would come next and that's and so I kind of built it that way and it yeah. was just a whole different experience reading a story. Well, just you know, there's some you know I. 300 was on sale for five bucks the other day. We're like, well, I'm going to buy this movie. I mean, of course. And the I have real issues with um, Zack Snyder for a lot of things, but goddamn, that movie's just so much fun to watch. It's very like I I, I applaud that movie for being what it is. It's cool. It's a cool yeah, movie, it man. It is it a is. cool movie. Is there a ton of substance? Absolutely not. But it's no. a cool movie. It's so enjoyable. I love watching it because I see them mixing elements of the comic with the movie. And you can sure. see like sometimes how they take the the, the, the the lighting and there's all of a sudden you just see an eye, but the rest of the face is dark. I'm like, that's something you would see in a comic. You yeah, know? Yeah. And all that's so the visually it's it's a stunning, stunning film. And unfortunately, that's the only thing Zack Snyder ever really held his hat on was look what I can do visually. It's like, cool. There's more to a story than that, which is why Watchmen was like, great. You absolutely recreate you. You did it. You recreate it frame by frame still fell flat. So, um, you know, <laughs> but I, I love the visual element of that stuff because there's some iconic like images that come from that stuff. And the illustrations are so well done and so impressive. And yeah, it's just, it's really enjoyable to watch in a lot of those situations and read and, and just see that story. When I'm done, a lot of times I'm like, God damn, that was a lot of fun. Right. That's how I felt with the Sandman when you, yeah. uh, when you lent it to me, I, I got done with it and I was like, Oh my God, that was a, that was an experience. Oh man. Th- and I tell you what, th- that's not for everybody. And I have learned that the hard way. I'm like, here you go. Oh, you One of my favorite things. Someone? And people are like, uh, yeah, I'm good. I don't need any more. <laughs> I, went, I think this. I went to a guy at work. He had it for like six months, just the first volume. He handed it back to me. He was like, "Well, that was interesting." I'm like, "Well, there's nine more." He goes, "I'm good. I'm good." <laughs> well, there's nine more. He's like, "No, that sounds like hell." I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. I'm like, "Gotcha." Because I always tell people, I go, "It's very cerebral. It's very like next level. It's not like reading a Marvel comic or something like that. It, it's it's Neil Gaiman really pushing yeah. the boundaries on what you on how to tell a story and and what you're following and how everything ties back together. It's a very it's a wonderful series. I, I absolutely love it, but it's it's not for everybody because then you go from pace. you go from that to like preacher and then like the boys, which is just right. completely completely different and all that. Because I stuff. think that was the order that when you had <laughs> lent me Sandman, you had jumped into preacher and the boys, mm-hmm. and I think that was the order that you kind of took them in. And yep. I remember you telling me when you you're like Justin, when you're done with this one, the ones that I'm reading right now, uh, you you need to jump on these next. And I just remember being done with it. And I'm like. I really enjoyed that one, and and I think you might have pulled back on the other ones because you're like, if you enjoyed that, just sit with it for a while. Yeah. Like, let that marinate. This, yeah. this is different. To- this is really <laughs> different stuff right here. <laughs> really different stuff. Um, yeah. Very, very interesting things, um, yeah. how that stuff plays out. Um, yeah. So that's right, guys. You heard it here at Mind Gap. Read. Read. <laughs> if you take one thing away from this episode, it's – Put your eyeballs on some words and some images. You will enjoy them. So, and not only that, uh, let us know. Uh, let us know. Like, what do you guys think? Is there something that we should be reading? Either books-wise, just know I'll get to it whenever I get to it. But is there a comic, a graphic novel? I usually just list. First of all, I want it to be done. I don't want the series to be continuing because that's just right. like, man, I'll get I'll get obsessed with it and be like, oh, it's not done yet. Great. 
and then I'll forget about it and I'll have to go back and start all over again. So ideally, right. it's a series that's been completed, which I think 100 Bullets has been, which I'm like, yay. Um, and then I, it's something that's got to be like universally, like that's that's where I found all, all the stuff that I started to read, was I'm like, what what's the top list? And yeah. Watchmen was one of the first ones that I read. And then I liked Alan Moore, so then I watched v, or I, I read V for Vendetta because I also liked the movie and saw the differences there. And then Preacher was one, Sandman was one, uh, The Boys. I liked Garth Ennis, so the, he also wrote Preacher. So I'm like, well, I'll check out The Boys. Sure, um, sure. You know, uh, Why the Last Man, which I haven't finished that one, but the conceit of that was pretty cool. Uh, I started with Spawn. I bought, I think, God, how many trades of that did I get? I think I have six. And then I was like, I'm good. I don't need to finish this. I just got over it. I was like, this isn't as cool as I thought it would be. I was really kind of disappointed. Yeah. Um, my brother got me two Walking Dead compendiums, so I got to check out what that was all about, which was kind of cool. Um, obviously, my... You you currently have you currently have one of them. I do. It's cool. <laughs> you know, it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it, but it was just one of those things that I'm like, God, it's still going on. It's still happening. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. well, and, that's, and there's an in, indefinite amount of time on how you know that's it's it's just gonna keep going on. Yeah, I'm like I'm, eh. I like what I read, <laughs> and I'm like I'm good. I'm like nah, nah. I'm gonna I'm just gonna assume that it's done. And there's another one that I read. It, it was I remember it was very well. Uh, it was highly lauded. It was called Black Hole, and it was it, it's a, almost like a coming of age. Um, story. It's it's like about you know hitting puberty and things like that, but it's also you know not so subtle about like STDs and things like oh, that. Interesting. I think it's something along the lines that um, if you have unprotected sex with someone who has this sort of um, uh, infection, then you will get it and you'll get a mutation in your body. And so and it's not, dealing not the good kind of mutation. Well, it's like something like someone will get um, a tail. All of a sudden, so you know, all of a sudden, like, oh, that person has the, you know, so it's like, it's very much dealing with like adolescent urges, you know, hmm. people telling you no, like, what decisions do you make? It, it was, it was, I need to go back and reread it because I remember reading it and be like, this is kind of like heavy, but also very interesting. It's all done in black and white. It's a fascinating one. I was okay. like, okay, all right, all right, okay, I hear you. Um, yeah, I can dig that. I was like, yeah. It was interesting. It was some interesting stuff. So I think it takes place in the 70s. So, you know, interesting setting and stuff like that. So, yeah, let me know. Let Justin know what should we be reading because I would love to know more from you. I'm always open to new things. I'm if I'm, I'm looking for that one thing that gets me <clears> – <throat> the last thing that I read that got me uh, – that got me back, like, into reading, if you will, that I couldn't put down and I grabbed the next one and the next one and the next one was Harry Potter. Yeah. And I, I pushed that off for a long time and then Beth had them and uh, she was a huge fan. And uh, they, I think I started reading, I think all of the books, I want to say all the books had come out by the time I picked up the first one. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And which was great because I knew it was done like, yes. to your point. And I'm like, great. And Beth had all of them, I think. And so I just picked the first one up, took it, I read it on the train to work and I when I finished that one, I was like, next. And I just, I, I read those ferociously. I just, just devoured those. I did and, the exact um, same thing. I, re I remember, I remember really liking them. So I'm, I'm looking for another thing that, that hooks me like that. I don't know what it will be, but if you guys have a suggestion on that, I'm, I'm open to it because yeah. I want, I want something that hooks me like that again. I'm willing to bet the Dark Tower could, <laughs> if you let it. But You think so? I, will, it, it can, I was it thinking. can if, if you let it, because. I was thinking Twilight. Well. 
Um, thanks for listening to Mind Gap. Um, this is Doug. We're done here. I'm out. <laughs> hard pass on that one. Hard, hard pass. No, what, here, let me put this out to you. <clears throat> let me put this out. If you had to read either Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey for a challenge, which one would it be? God, it'd have to be Twilight, man. Well, really? how many books are there for Fifty Shades? I think there's three books, right? I think there's three in, in Fifty Shades, and I think there's four in Twilight. I'd probably have to go Twilight. It would at least appeal to my sense of, of you know fantasy and creativity as opposed to this, like... Hey, I need to be. I mean, you need to be dominated by this man. It was all Fifty Shades. Is all based on it was. It was all uh, you know fantasy. It was uh, what do you call it? Fan fiction based on Twilight yeah. anyway. So it's like, oh my god, that's right. It was, yeah, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. My like, hard pass. About. I don't need to read so about that's, that. That's perfect. I'm fine. So I would. I would say this. I. I would almost say let's. I. I think it'd be fun to do a challenge, an uncomfortable challenge. Wait, and I, I want to make I'll sure we're clear here. You want an, an uncomfortable challenge involving me reading? That's probably yeah, not going to... Cool, you win. Yay, Justin wins the challenge. That's not fun. <laughs> Dude, no, I saying. just talked about how hard it was for me to get into reading something, and if you're going to force me to read something, I'm like, great, I'm back in high school, and I'm just not going to do it. That also means I have to go and find them. Either I'm going to purchase them, which I don't, or I'm going to check them out of a. Them. I'm going to check them out of a goddamn library. I don't want those in my house, man. I don't want that <laughs> shit around me. Hard this pass. This is the. This is what I was hoping to elicit. So here's here's the thing. <laughs> I'd rather think- sit down and just do a watch the movies challenge versus reading them. <laughs> it would save oh, wow. more time and effort, in my opinion. Where, well, the point is to waste as much t- of your time as possible. My time is extremely valuable, Justin. I'm not wasting time on that. I won't. <laughs> I just won't do it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll have to refine this challenge. You, but you I, think I, about I, something else because uh, right now the would you rather is I'd rather read Twilight, but I'm still not going to do it. So You heard it right here. Doug said he would like to read Twilight. I would rather read, read Twilight over Fifty Shades of Grey. Than over anything else. He says Twilight is his top pick. There we go. There's a political ad for you. Doug Cochran says he'd rather read Twilight. Is this the man you want to you want to answer the phone at three in the morning? (laughs) I'm gonna do a bunch of pull quotes from this episode, and it's just gonna be all out of context. I love it. Quotes out of context, man. It's one of the best things. One of the best things in the world. Ruin someone's life with quotes out of context. That's right. Used to be a funny joke, but nowadays I'm like, no, that could really ruin someone's career. You pull something, you'd be like, boop. There you go. Career's over. Absolutely. Speaking about careers over, yes, and uh, and uh, companies putting foot in mouth and uh, sparking debate. Yeah, uh, we wanted to talk a uh, uh, little bit in this episode about uh, about the whole Gillette thing. Well, first of all, thank you to Jared Urbis for uh, suggesting this to us. Uh, yes, he had suggested this to us right after we'd recorded. He's like, "Hey, if you guys haven't recorded yet, how about you? Uh, what do you guys think about this Gillette stuff?" And I had no idea what he's talking about at the time. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then, sure enough. Within no time at all, the uh, the story came across my feeds, and I was like, "All right, well, I suppose I should probably see what's going on here." And to the anyone who doesn't know, Gillette released a commercial, basically trying to address toxic masculinity. Um, it's like a minute and forty uh, commercial, and they were basically changing their trying to change their slogan from "the best the man can get" to "the best the man can be," and it, it depicted scenes of you know. Men being gross, boys being gross, like bullying each other, attacking each other, 
um, you know, things like that. And then by the end of the commercial, uh, quote unquote, good men standing up to these situations and like trying to stop kids from bullying, kids from fighting, men from being gross towards women and stuff like that. And it's obviously sparked a lot of controversy. Yes, it has sparked a, f- a feverish debate online. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I. Uh, and here's the thing: I when I initially saw the the video, I I had the thought, "What's the big fucking deal?" Mm-hmm. My first thought was, "There's no reason to get bent out of fucking shape over this. It's a good message. Why? Like, yeah, we need there. We're in the middle of the the Me Too times up." you know, movement, we need a shift in, in thinking. And, and there has been, you know, this is, this, this kind of shit has been writing for, for quite some time. So why not the more voices that we put behind it, what's the issue? And then I read an interesting article by fast company, uh, that got me thinking where it basically was talking about brand purpose mm-hmm. or brand purposes and really kind of dispelling. Um, it, it was, it was basically saying like brands in the past have taken, have taken, stands like this political stands and knowing that if they uh like there's there's three things they can do they can be for they can be against they can be neutral and Mm -hmm. it broke down what happens when a brand does each of those things and they're like in in any of these situations the brand is alienating people because if they don't take a stand people are going to go well if they don't take a stand really no one says shit about it because a lot of people don't most people aren't even going to notice but when a brand takes a stand, you're going to alienate half your base automatically. But you may pick up others in that that didn't already do your, you know. So it, it's there. Basically, Fast Company was kind of saying, look, this is while it may seem genuine on the on the top, uh, anyone in in the industry will tell you that uh, a brand getting behind a purpose is typically a marketing ploy. And so they were like, be leery about getting too invested in the company for this reason. Oh, I, I, that was kind of like my whole thing is the message itself didn't really have a problem with it. You know, the commercial was fine. You know, uh, I, I'm sure you've witnessed a lot of the things that you've seen in that video, you know, hundred percent boys fighting people, letting it happen. You know, a group of, uh, teenagers chasing another teenager, you know, bullying them dudes, ogling and saying gross stuff to women and things like that. Yeah. hundred percent. Like yeah. I, I hate that shit. I always have, um, you know, and what the thing that bothered me was at the end of that was Gillette, the best a man can be. And I was like, fuck off, Gillette. Right. Like, I don't need you right. getting involved with this because for that, everything you just said, I don't trust for a second that this is authentic. This is a ploy right. to get people to talk about Gillette. I'm like, dude, you make goddamn razors and shaving cream. Fuck off. I don't need you getting right. into this thing trying to be like, men. We can be better. I'm like, you can be better. You're a goddamn corporation. Go eat a giant bag of dicks, man. Like, I don't need this. I don't need you harping at me, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, fuck off, man. Um, like, uh, this could have come from any yeah. any uh, great, it, it, authentic organization out there that's, like, really trying to put that message out there. But the second you tag Gillette with it, I'm like, well, great. Here we go. We've got someone just manufacturing People, you know, either thoughts and feelings, and I'm just, I'm like, I'm out. Check out. Yeah. I mean, like they say in this Fast Company, I, I would recommend people look this. It's, a, it's called Brand Purpose is a Lie. That's the name of the Fast Company article. And in it, they talk about how because of the Dollar Shave Club and uh, the fact that everyone nowadays seems to have a beard that Gillette's going through, <laughs> or razor companies in general are going through tough times. I never thought about that. 
for a second that's like, people like beards. The razor companies, man. The stock's driving yeah. down. What are we going to do? It really is. Like, they are, like, the razor companies are le- legitimately having a hard time because that if you look at like, the two hilarious. of us, we don't, we don't buy as many razors as our, probably our parents did, you know? Uh, because what they called, they called this Generation Beardy Boy. I'm sorry. What do they call it? This, well, in the article, it's calling it, it's like, uh, price be, uh, squeezed by Dollar Shave Club on one side and Generation Beardy Boy on the other side. All right. We, it's, we, it's, that, it, really? That's the best we can come up with? Really? <laughs> the best we can come up with is Generation Beardy Boy? I mean, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> so, but here's here's the thing that, that they say, and this is the thing that really <clears throat> drove it home for me. In the article, it says, uh, from a strategic point of view, the ad made total sense. There's just one thing. Purpose is something you believe, not something you make up one day as a marketing strategy. Yeah. It's social media mentions flooded with men, women complaining that Gillette's razors for women are pink and cost more. <laughs> so if you really want to, you know, lean into what you're saying, make a generic colored razor. Don't make blue and pink. Make generic. Make neutral razors. Make all the razors that you make the same price. Well, then how am no I going to know which one I'm going to shave my crotch with, huh? I don't want to share my crotch <laughs> razor with my wife. We've got to keep right, those exactly. things separate. So so instead of that, what you need to do, what Jeanette needs to do, is they need to make razors with labels. And one label is face and one is crotch. <laughs> there you go. And so you can buy a crotch razor, but it's not a, a female crotch Look, razor or a male crotch razor. I need to know razor. when I'm shaving my legs that I'm not using the same razor as my wife. That's right. It's a gender neutral crotch razor. You know, when I shave my chest and my I, back, I got to know it's right. mine, not my wife's. Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> your wife shaves your her back all the time. I would argue on, on the other side, we may be generation beardy boy, but what about generation like baby chest and baby back and baby legs, man? Like everyone, dudes, I've seen this is more than ever a bunch of dudes shaving their chest and shit like that. Like how, how is Gillette not ta- capitalized on that? Right. Answer that, Justin. I right. <laughs> no, I I agree. I mean, it's <clears throat> so yeah. You put out this marketing this marketing campaign. You put out this ad. You come up with it, and you're capitalizing off of a movement. But you're you're not you're as an entire company as a whole. You're not buying into the message. And again, it's 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 something that you it's something that you believe. Purpose is something you believe, not something you make up. It's not a marketing strategy. So. Yeah. While the commercial, while the message in and of itself is, in my mind, is good, uh, I I think that again, coming from a, the larger corporation, it it is very, it's very inauthentic because there is there there's been nothing else to leading up to this to ever say that Jeanette Gillette had any sort of stake in any social causes or why anything. do you keep calling Gillette Jeanette Justin <clears throat> I need you to answer that for me right now you've done it twice I don't know I'm talking too fast is what it is. <laughs> Are we just gonna start I'm talking far too fast? Jeanette, the best we can kind of do. It's their new, their new slogan. They're gonna rebrand it, as Jeanette. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, <laughs> call it Jean, the Jean series for the men, Jeanette for the women. You know, whatever. It's the new razor they're developing, right? Jeanette. Exactly. <laughs> the best they can get. You know, so yeah. it's gender neutral, right? <laughs> no, I'm right there with you, dude. Like that's that's the thing that just it, it rings so false. It's a politician's move. You know, there's yeah. nothing about that that even lets me believe for a second 
that Gillette gives a shit about any of this. And they may, but it's like, yeah, whatever. You guys are just trying to drum up something. And you want it from a PR standpoint, congratulations. People are talking about you. Way to go. Right, absolutely, yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, that they're not they're far from the first company to do this because, as the article points out, Johnson & Johnson and Starbucks both need to do both do this. So they say Johnson & Johnson claims that we put the needs and well-beings of the people we serve first, and Starbucks uh, exists, uh, they say they exist to inspire and nurture the human spirit, one person, one cup, and one neighborhood at a time. Except if you're um, black, in which case we might call the cops on you. Right. Copyright so, Starbucks. Well, also, then there's uh, State Street, which is they're the ones who made the statue of the little girl facing down the bull on mm, Wall Street. Yeah. So then the article goes on to say, okay, so these three companies did this. So first, State Street, they underpay their women. Their women are not paid in, in, in equal positions, are not paid an equal amount. Starbucks paid no UK corporate taxes for three years on sales of 1.2 billion pounds thus failing to nurture the local neighborhoods that they value uh, by paying for police, social services, or street sweepers. And Johnson & Johnson kept 98% of its cash offshore in 2017. Not to mention, $42 billion. you want to go down Johnson & Johnson, I mean, Jesus Christ, so many of their products have been known to be cancerous and cause problems. I mean, right. whatever, so, guys. So again, like, yeah, great. You guys say these, you have these mission statements, but you don't, nothing in your branding leads to, you know, nothing in your, nothing in their branding promotes actions speak louder than words is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's no actions being taken that are showing that you guys are outside of some commercials and some, you know, uh, catchy or pithy slogans and stuff like that's it. Dude, when I found out that that girl stare down, stares down bull statue was provided <clears throat> by a corporation, I got so fucking pissed. You, I remember that. I was so mad because I was like, wow, what a cool thing. And it was like, oh, paid for by whatever. I was like, are you shitting me? A right. fucking Wall Street company put that shit up? Are you kidding me? I was like, right. you've oh, that is such fucking horseshit. I was so mad. I was like, God damn it, I got I got spoofed, man. I got I got oh I got lied to. Cause I just I don't look, man, I'm not the kind of guy that's like corporations, man. They're gonna they're the downfall of the world, man. But I mean, let's not joke. These guys are here to survive and make money. So when they start getting involved in shit like that, I mean, it, it's, it's like you guys better prove to me that you give shit because I don't believe you for a second. You know, right? If you want to give no, back to the community, you guys, you know, you guys promote, um, you know, philanthropic stuff. Like, hey, part of what we do is every year we commit X amount of hours back to the community. We give back. We run this fund. We do this. We do that. Like we take an and we make a very um, conscious effort to give back to the community. I'm all for it. But Gillette's just putting out a pithy little little commercial about, hey, guys, quit being dickheads. It's like, fuck you. Right, right, right. exactly. And it's not even the Super Bowl yet. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just getting mad. I, uh, just getting mad yeah, thinking so about I, this shit. I, um... I agree. I think I think that because I was gonna. My next question was gonna be like, what can a company then do? Because there there are companies who do stand, who make a stand and actually put their weight behind it and actually prove that they believe what they're what they're doing, mm -hmm. what they're talking about. And like, so for you, like, I was gonna ask what I think you just answered it, but like, what would what would a company, what could a company do or show you to to prove to you that that they are living that message that they're behind? Well, I think a lot of it was it would be what kind of you know, organization are they like, are they an energy company? Cool. If there's something like an energy company, what are they doing to provide some sort of stuff in like third world countries? You know what I mean? Like a water company, like, I don't know, something gross like Dasani. I don't know. I hate bottled water. 
The Sonic tastes like, I don't know, ball sweat to me. It's gross. It's gross. Um, it's gross. But if they were like, hey, look, you know, for every bottle that you guys buy or whatever, we're going to help build wells in Africa for places that can't afford to get water. We're going to contribute a portion of that towards that, you know. Or you see things like when I'm in the store and I'm buying food, I see something that's like, hey, by buying this box, we contribute to, um, you know, school lunches for people. Like, that's a yeah. part of what we do. So I look at things like that where I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, you you make food, and part of what you're going to do is like percentage of what we do is we're going to give back to the community through our proceeds and stuff like that. I'm like, cool, that makes sense. That makes sense to me that, you know, it's within their industry. For Gillette to be like, hey, we make razors, guys. Stop being dicks. I'm like, yeah. what What about what you do is going to influence that world? You sell fucking razors. Like, get out of here. Like, fuck off. Right. I'm so mad about that. Like, it just, it makes, it. it's just, it, it, it's insulting to think that a company like that can do something. And just like you said, I didn't even think about that, but they have different colored razors for men and women. It's like, cool. And, and they and cost again, more. <clears throat> I was going to say, yeah, and again, which are priced vastly different. Yes. It's so annoying yeah. for that sort of stuff. And, and you know, I, I, to a certain degree, I get why there's some guys out there that are like, Jesus Christ, will you will you lay off guys for a second? Because every second, every all the time you're hearing stuff about how guys are shitty, right? And in general, yeah, so there's some guys, there's some pretty shitty people out there. But not all guys are shitty, right? No. When you, when you yeah. make blanket statements like this, like, hey, uh, guys, do better. It's it's just such a blanket statement that is things like that never set well for, with me. Like, for example, when I worked at the hotel, um, we had uh, our, our front office manager send an email to everyone that said, "Hey, look, someone's uh, coffee thermos is missing. If you stole it, bring it back because I don't." Basically, what she said was like, you know. We've got a bunch of thieves here, and I don't appreciate it. Right. And I remember going back to her and be like, yo, this email, are you accusing me of being a thief? And she's yeah. like, no, it's only to the person that stole it. I'm like, well, then, this reads like it's to everybody, and I'm part of this team. Right. So this is kind of insulting to me that you would do this. And she's like, well, I went to the general manager. I go, I'm really, this really bothers me. And he's like, well, if I were you, you know, I'd be like, if you weren't the thief, I wouldn't think anything about it. I'm like, I'm part of this team. I'm part, that's a great leader right there, by the way. Come on, I'm part man, of this yeah. team, and you're you're you're, you're 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 reaching out to me as if I'm the one that's doing this. I go, this is bullshit, and that always was upset me because it's the same thing now. Where there are some shitty men out there, there's some do- god awful men who are pieces of shit. Who absolutely, I would love nothing more than punch to the punch in the face because they're pieces of shit. However, when you make blanket statements like that, it gets really dangerous because it be- again, it creates this idea of the other. Like, oh, there's men. Men are gross. Men will take advantage of women. Men are predators. It's like, yeah, there are some men out there that are like that. There's also a lot of men that are not. And I'm sure, and this is where you can't really have this conversation sometimes because people are like, well, you're in power, so, you know, you just have to deal with that. I'm like, no, I'm a human being, right? and I'm part of this gender, and I'm not perfect. I'm trying really hard, you know, to make sure that I'm a good person, a good human altogether. But when you hear this message over and over and over again, it gets really annoying. And this probably isn't a fair comparison, but I'm like, what if we were to switch that message around? We're like, hey, ladies, knock it off. Hey, ladies, don't do this. Hey, ladies, why don't you do this over time? And I'm sure people will be like, that's already happening now. Okay, let's take that part out of it. Imagine if this same message was sent to females like on a regular basis 
it's not cool either way. I don't like it, you know, to some degree where I'm like, great, I'm sorry that I have a dick and balls. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that, you know, I'm automatically this person who's a piece of shit. All right? Now, like, I'm sorry. Now, see, I – and this is where I, I, I hear – I see I, – I know your point with that. Um, I, I, I agree with that. I, I, I In this specific message, I don't – I didn't personally feel like <clears throat> they were blanket attacking – <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't. I didn't personally feel that they were doing like a blanket attack on on men, no. saying that all men were shitty. But like, I I agree. There, I personally with this message, I'm okay with. Like, I agree with this message. I agree with guys. We can do better because I think we can do better. Hundred percent. I think we we absolutely can. I I agree that it, when you do do a blanket statement, that is a very because again, it it promotes that tribalism. It's it's the us and the them. And I don't think I think right now what we need in the community is. It's just a, it's a we. It's not us and them. It's we. We just we we all need to come together. Yes. We all need to understand each other better and just be just be better fucking human beings to each other. Of course. But um, I I yeah I I think what for me really what it wasn't I didn't feel like it was attacking or saying that all men were shit. I think for me the what didn't resonate besides it being besides it being a corporation that was that was again just just trying to get their name into a any no press is bad press kind of situation mm-hmm. they were just trying to get their name out there and people talking about them they didn't care what kind of shit they stirred up yeah <clears throat> but i think the the bigger issue that i have with the message and i just i completely lost my train of thought toot toot <laughs> it's just left the fucking tracks <laughs> nope it's gone well, I think yeah, I I, I think that the, I guess for me the biggest thing is the fact that it's a corporation that doesn't actually uh, their actions don't back that message yeah. up. Well, for the record, and I I, 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 I yeah. firmly disagree with that. I, I want to clarify here. I didn't have a problem with that message by itself. In general, I'm like, yeah, I agree with this. I can right, understand right, 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 right. why some people are butthurt about this because it's another message to like guys do better, and it's just like, god damn it, man, like. There's a lot of people that are trying to do better, and they are making it. It's like it's it seemed like an inauthentic pile on to something that existed, where people are like, "God damn it, man! Really, we're gonna have another right. sitcom where there's a dad that doesn't know how to do the laundry, can't take care of a kid." Right, right. You know, it's like, can we get out of those sorts of situations? And I don't like this this message. I don't have a problem with this message. I absolutely think we should take a more active role in stopping bullying. You know, when we see it, you know. And, yeah, and yeah. when we see dudes be creepy, absolutely be like, dude, knock it off. Like, that's gross. That's right. really, really gross. You know, you see. Well, I think that's yeah. that's a, that's a really good point is that it, it it didn't feel like it furthered the conversation. No. It felt like it was it felt like it was a pile on. Yeah. It felt like they were like, hey, we're going to say the same thing again. And it's like, well, no, if you're going to say something further the conversation, take it and give your give your opinion on it. Give your give your angle on it. And don't just say, yeah, what they're saying, we're going to say the same thing because what they're saying, we want. To be associated with that. Yeah, hey. It felt like it like, associate us, too. You know what, guys? Just so you know, men can be better, and we have razors on sale at your local store. <laughs> it's a great deal. You know, Dollar Shave Club can go eat eat themselves. Right. We're better. We're high quality. But, yeah, seriously, guys, do better. It's like, fuck you. What, what they should have ended with was, sh- shave off your painful history. Oh, dude. Why didn't they contact you? Guys, let's shave away some of this bad skin that's under our neck. It gets there. I know you have it. I have it too. 
Let's shave it away and let something better and more beautiful grow in its place. <laughs> and just know that in two to three days, depending on how your face grows, you'll have to shave it again. So this is an ongoing That's thing, right. guys. We're constantly shaving. Yeah, yeah. We're shaving away all the bad things and making a better person. Not unlike the Greek ship paradox, where when you shave it away long enough, is it still the same ship or is it something different? I don't know. Are you the same man? How much more time do I have? Was this commercial over? <laughs> It just turns into a filibuster for whatever reason. It turns into the Patton Oswalt sketch right. from you know Parks and Rec, where he just keeps talking and, and talking, and they're like, "God damn it, man! God!" Yeah, I did, it. Yeah, it's a very. Uh, <coughs> it just it. It was some, <clears throat> it was a commercial. Uh, they they took a swing. I'll give them credit. They took a swing and they did a giant big old fucking miss. Yeah, I'll give them credit. They put their name on the test. Congratulations. Congratulations. They put, name on the what? they put their name on their test and they failed the test. Congratulations. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. Give them credit. No, I, yeah, I would love to know who the marketing company I don't know if they have an internal marketing company or if someone else came up with that ad for them. But uh, whoever that was, I w- if I was Gillette right now, I'd be looking at them going, You guys are, f- we're done with you. Wait, like, that was, who's was Gillette? Dude, who the fuck are these people you're talking about? Who's Gillette? Yeah, I think you need to. I think you need to clean out your uh, your earbuds there, big guy. <laughs> Dude, you keep calling Gillette all these different names, man. Are you are you in on this? Do you know their next launches? What? No. What? Why? <laughs> what? Nope. Okay. Yeah. MindGap. Uh, TweetStates.com slash MindGap. We got to go. I got to... It's got to... J- j- Jolene. <laughs> Jeanette, Jolette, and Gillette all right, coming yeah. together. No, I'm right there Jeanette. with you. Like, because what I, what I hear... Whenever I see these things go, and I'm sure it's easy to be... Monday morning quarterback on some of this shit. Speaking of, you know, Patriots, Gillette Stadium. Are we going to be boycotting the Patriots here? Is that going to happen? Dude, there's so much to boycott. You got to boycott Gillette Stadium. You get to boycott the halftime show. You get to boycott. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, man. There's so much. There's so much controversy. And then, and then on top of that, what other commercial is going to come out on the Super Bowl that's going to have everyone in a tizzy? Oh, my God. Because that will happen. There will be at least one or two commercials that have people fucking losing their minds the next day. Ugh. I, uh, man. It's going to be an exciting February. Isn't that, in, you know, <laughs> I just think of guys like Bill Burr in times like this who just want to enjoy the game, but instead you get all this other horse shit that's <laughs> happening. And I shouldn't say horse shit. I mean, yeah, like the the halftime stuff and everything like that you know whatever it's 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 a real thing but i know people guys like bill burr are like i just want to watch some fucking football man i want to watch my team i want to see if they win like you know all that sort of stuff it's like god damn right. it you know is there enough controversies <laughs> just watching the fucking game i mean i don't know if you watched any of the games uh this past weekend but you know the whole uh saints game where there was no call i heard about it i didn't see it but i definitely heard about this yeah dude uh I saw the replay on it, and I was like, um, look, I'm not a doctor, all right? I'm not an NFL expert, but Jesus Christ, when you just basically just just <laughs> shoulder check somebody while they're trying to catch the ball, and you're not even looking at the ball, that's that's past interference. Did I, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know, like I'm not a sports guy. I don't, I don't do sports. Um, but did the I thought I think the commissioner's office or the the like the quote unquote New York called down and uh, they, the, I think the, they called the coach. The president of football called. 
Yeah, the president of football called. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, but I, I think the, off, the 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 main organization, the NFL office, called uh, the coach of the Saints and actually said, "We re, like upon review, it absolutely should yeah. have been that was a missed call." Yeah, like they they admitted to it. Basically, you guys were robbed, robbed of that call. I mean, to be fair, it's like one of those things where any there's so many other things that could have helped, like with the outcome of that game. Right. Like the, the the Saints were up, you know, first half, second half they let. Like twenty points unanswered happened. So like you know they they, I had coaches that used to tell me don't ever be in a, put yourself in a position where the refs, someone other than us, are going to decide the outcome of the game, and that's what Absolutely. happened in if that situation. You, if you allow if you allow it to come down to a call, then you really can't. Well, it's the same. It's the same concept as when the Bears kicker made it. Oh yeah, or, or when the Bears kicker missed it rather. Yeah. Um, and it and he and he hit it off the upright. It <clears throat> it's it's the same thing. It, it it's not his fault. The team made it a one point game. Yeah. And the, and technically the guy made it. They just they fucking just snuck in that timeout mm-hmm. to throw him off his rhythm, you know. Mm-hmm. So really, they would have won the game, but it's not his fault that it was a one point game. That's the whole fucking team. So oh, it's, yeah. again, it's this this is, it came down to they were you know they were robbed of this call. But really, should one call have been the deciding factor of the game? You guys should have nope. probably put a, a bigger buffer between. Yeah, them, you, you don't know? want that to happen. You do not want to yeah. be in a situation where where one call is going to determine the outcome of the game. Because honestly, yeah. as I'm not a huge fan, you know, of sports and stuff like that, but I'm watching the game. I don't want that to be the outcome. I want it to be a good play. That yeah. like, holy shit, that's what set the tone. Like my, you know. I'm thinking of Super Bowl with the Colts and the Saints and that halftime onside kick that the Saints pulled and got and and then started the whole second half and they went back and they won the game. It's just like, oh, my God, you know, like those are the things that are so memorable. You want to be like, oh, yeah, you remember that game with the Packers and the, and the Seahawks when the refs weren't out there yet, so they had college refs and there was a interception or we don't know and it, it just became that's how the game ended. It ended like right, that yeah. where it was like it was based on a call. It's like, God damn it. Well, because then the victory has an asterisk next to it. Hundred percent, and there's always going to be people like, like, "No, this happened. No, this happened." It's like, oh, you don't want to have right. that happen. It sucks. Right. It was like, right. um, it was when uh, the Lions were playing the Bears a couple years ago, and they had, I don't know if they reinvented the rule or reinforced it that when you catch the ball, you have to carry it through all the way to the end of the play. And this guy caught the ball and then like immediately put it down, set it down in the end zone, and walked away. And the refs were like, "Well, that's incomplete." Because you didn't carry it all the way through the process. And that's how the game ended. And it was really awful. I was like, man, that's, yeah. oh boy. Like, uh, that yeah. doesn't feel right to me. That that's that's what you'd be doing where he's like, obviously caught it, just set it down. was like, yeah, they're like, incomplete. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't know how I feel. Right, yeah. Like, you're like, no, no, no. That was a fucking TD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird oh. when that stuff happens. It's like, you don't want that to... Yeah, you know, that's not how you want a game to end. It's like, cool. No, no, no. No, not at all. We've yeah. reviewed the play, and we've determined that the touchdown didn't happen. It's like, ah! Oh, no. There, there is an event, uh, some call it a sporting event, there is an event that uh, where where it does not come down to uh, a ref's call or, or a one-point game, where really it's just, did you win or did you not win? Because it's it's, are you alive or are you dead? Are you are you familiar? With I the think it's known as of? the throwdown. It's the throwdown. <laughs> that was my wrestling. Nice <laughs> call. I like it. Um, so today's throwdown. Uh, it's a it's a very it's a very foul throwdown. Oh, I don't like where this is going. Oh yes, it's puns galore. Oh already. boy, I don't like it. It's a very it's a very foul throwdown. So today 
We're doing, um, it's the WB versus Disney. W. It's going to be Daffy Duck All right. versus Donald Duck. Okay. Oh. Two characters who are absolutely quackers. All right, you can just stop that right there. You can just lock that shit down right there, son. Um, you should see the bill for this fight. Oh, my God. <laughs> All I know... Two featherweights uh, enter the ring. All I know is that this whole thing has really ruffled my feathers. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Oh, this is for you. Stab myself in the throat. Um, so, I... I'm going to need some ref- – I haven't seen anything with Daffy Duck in, in years, so I really don't know what, what he's capable of. I know he's kind of crafty, yeah. right? He's very crafty, and he's got Acme up – he's got Acme ready to go, mm-hmm. right? Because that's that's his whole thing. So he's got uh, – I would say when it's – usually when it's down between him and Bugs, and he usually gets bested by Bugs, but he's – Bugs is, is crafty. He's, he's a rascally wabbit. Uh, Donald has donned a hunter's cap and a shotgun before – He's worked with explosives. He's done decoys. He's created machinery. Like he's Daffy is very, very. Uh, he's very capable. Um, I, I think this is a pretty easy one for me. Like Donald, easily agitated. It'll be really yes, easy. Yes. We've seen from my memory, Daffy has easily put guys on tilt. Easily put guys oh, on yeah. tilt and gotten them to do what they want them to do. He has access to so much ingenuity. Donald Duck is just an angry. Angry duck. And really, what has he done Like that's been successful? I mean, he's got a rich what, a rich uncle. I was going to say, he could probably <coughs> he could probably call on uh, Uncle Scrooge mm, to... To what? To really, yeah. So they're in an arena. Hey, what's Donald he do? Was, Donald, did have, Donald did have an epic snow fight. There was an entire movie made about it. Wow. Great. Yeah. Um, well, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Because all I hear is, like, Donald coming out and just getting angry. Daffy just lures him right into whatever trap he wants. So he's got a, let's see, I'm just going through real quick. Uh, friendly rivalry with Mickey Mouse. The fact that it's a friendly rivalry does not. Uh, Doesn't bode well for him. Yeah. Uh, he was arrested for kidnapping Mickey at one point. <laughs> so, okay, so he's. He's, he's he's resorted to kidnapping. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me see here. Um, uh, enemies. Uh, okay, he really does not. Uh, wartime. Okay, so he served in. He served in. Uh, oh my God, Defure's face. He was in a film called Defure's face. Oh, Disney, back in the day, man, I'll tell you what, just knocking him out of the park. Um, <clears throat> so so he's done time, which means he's bad at whatever is he's doing. He gets caught. Yes, but he he is um, he's a I think he's a he's a combat pilot, too. Yeah. So he has he has seen he has seen combat. We'll say he's been he's been in the Great War. I feel like you're really struggling to find anything for Donald at this point in time. Yeah, no, I'm D- Doug. He's a he's a World War Two hero. Two or one? Two. Because you said the 1940. You said the Great War, which 1940, which usually refers to World War One. Great... Really? Because they didn't they didn't think there was ever going to be another war after that, so they referred to it as the Great War. Mm. 
That's my bad then. That just all that is all that does is uh shows my ignorance. Sorry. It wasn't like World War II was like, yeah, that's the great one. That was a good one right there. That's the one everyone remembers. They make video games off of Sorry, it, so it's gonna be the great one. It's that's right. It's called the Biggin. The Biggin. There you go. World War Two was called the Big One. Yep. Uh, is it? Hold on. World War Two nicknames. World War One nicknames. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. So. Um, so yeah. Yeah, you know, I, look. The thing is, bottom line, I, I, Daffy's Daffy's gonna take it. Yeah. Daffy is going to absolutely slaughter Donald. Yeah. In a heartbeat, like he will, he will lure him into a trap. He just has way too much access to ingenious items. Daff, the only thing Donald's got going for him is he just gets angry and he punches. That's about the only thing he's got going for him. And also, also he's got all of his he's got all of his combat training as well as a rich uncle. And he has no pants to get snagged on anything. So that's the only thing going well for for Donald. But he does have a shirt, mm-hmm. and Donald uh, Daffy does not have a shirt. Mm-hmm. So there are really Daffy is feral. Daffy is just out in the wilderness, just ready to fucking fight and mix it up. He's clever. He'll manipulate and he will destroy. So that's that's true. Daffy Duck for the win all the way through. It's Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck for the win. <laughs> Sorry, Donald. Can't match today. Daffy on the playing field. Not today, you dumb dumb. All right. Looks like you're all wet, Donald. No, I don't like that one at all. Mm. Yeah, I tried, but yeah. no. <laughs> maybe next time you should duck. All right, I'll give it to you. Thank you. I'll give you that one. Uh, yeah. When I play along, I have some decent ones here and there. Justin, <laughs> do you have anything you want to promote or anything you want to shout out or anything you want to recommend? <clears throat> you know, I did. And now I can't remember what it was. Nice. I was I was legitimately thinking about it earlier today. I'm like, oh, that's right. I got to promote. I got to plug this thing. And I, oh, 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 yes. Uh, it's your butt, isn't it? You're going to plug your butt? Trigger Warning. Okay. On Netflix. It's a new show uh, with Killer Mike, who's a, uh, he's a rap artist. Mm. <clears throat> and um, it's, I watched the first episode. I, I saw the trailer and then Milos and I recorded and he told, he's like, have you seen this yet? I was like, no, I just saw the trailer the other day. And he goes, go home and watch the first episode. So Beth and I watched it. It's awesome. And so uh, he takes, like episode one is he, he, he goes over, <clears throat> um, what it's like. So he tries for three days, he tries to live strictly within the black culture. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't buy anything from made by white, Asian, Latino, nothing. He just, he lives only within the black culture. And he basically illustrates how tough it is to find, uh, to, how tough it is to do just that. And if someone is looking to uh, kind of pump money into the economy, like a specific race's economy, like he shows, like here's what you can do. Like if you're looking to, you know, like help black businesses, here's some resources to do that. And he, he kind of, he, it takes a comical skew on it. It takes kind of a a funny kind of like hardline rap view. What it, it's it's interwoven very interestingly. And so nice. one of them, I think episode three, uh, he talks about the white privilege or the privilege of white gangs. Mm-hmm. And he talks about he's like I can go in and I can buy a Hell's Angel T-shirt somewhere. Yeah. He goes, how come you can't do that? He goes, how come you can't do that with the Bloods and the Crips? Oh, that's hilarious. He goes, they're not marketed right. So he brings in a marketing professional oh to help God. market the Bloods and the Crips. That's amazing. It is, it's actually really, like, from a social standpoint, it's it's brilliant commentary. Is it the so, same guy who uh, did the Gillette commercial? Did he cut to bring him it in? It is. It, 
It's it's him. That's the guy. Yeah. No, it's uh I would definitely recommend checking this show out though. It's a really, each episode's like 25 minutes. Oh, cool. It's like a half hour show. So nice. so definitely check it out. I like it. Um, I'm just going to kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier today. I recommend uh, 100 Bullets uh, comic as well as The Autumn Lands. Uh, both really great ones um, that you can find. They're really, really good. Uh, I can't wait to finish the rest of 100 Bullets. I've gone through the first two trades, I think, out of five. So we're looking forward to it. It's worth a read. I recommend it. Love it. Yes. You guys can find MindGap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at MindGapPodcast. We also have an email address, MindGapPodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email us there with any thoughts, questions, responses. Let us know what you think about all these things that we're talking about. If you have any suggestions, again, thank you to Jared for suggesting the Gillette conversation. It was a very fruitful and, you know, very, very clean-shaven argument. If you will. Ooh. Oh, I can't stop him now. Oh, Justin exists in the digital realm also. <clears throat> That's right. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. You can subscribe to us, review us, share us around all the things we ask you to do every week, which mean the world to us. So we thank you for those who have done it. And for those who have not done it yet, we're waiting. We're going to thank you when you do. You're going to get get a big fat thank you from us, and that's a guarantee. Yes. And then 2east8th.com slash mindgap and 2east8th.com slash the best bar podcast ever. It's the other podcast to do every Monday with Milos, and it's about the bar industry, and it's a pretty cool podcast. You should check it out. Nice. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. And remember, the best a man can be is dictated by a corporation. Mind Gap Podcast.